whoa, hold the music, hold the music. Uh, this is a little bit different than normal, but it's important. I want to interrupt the introductory music here and give a prologue. And that is because I recorded this episode a week ago, but have been unable to edit it. Usually I record it, take a little break and get back to edit the same day. But things have been very disruptive and that is sort of the theme of this podcast. So that's why I have to do this prologue because I, I still want to use the recording from last week because I, I liked parts of it. I liked a lot of it. But I wanted to give a different little, uh, different frame, uh, framework for this episode. This episode was originally called Multi-Layered Reverberations. I also play with the idea of multi-layered repercussions. I'm really thinking about post-corona, quote-unquote post-corona, because corona is not over. In many ways, it's still a challenge for certain people in certain places. Certainly, parts of the world are uh, having big challenges. But in the Northeast, uh, we there's a little bit of a post-corona vibe because we've done a pretty good job of vaccinating, so numbers are really down. But the point is, is that, so the new title, The False Peak, the, the new title is The False Peak of Post-Corona. The False Peak. Um, I was using it as a verb this week. I was talking to my uh, good friend and saying, I got, I got false peak this week. So I'm going to explain what I mean by false peak in the episode. I want to explain it here so you hear it twice and the notion really sticks with you. Because it's a really important concept. The notion of false peak essentially has to do with the expectation game. And our expectations are a big part of how we perceive the world and how we react to the world. If So ex expectations are really important for us to think about. So in this case, it's very natural to think. So a, a false peak and again, I'll explain this twice, but it's if you're on a bike ride or a run or a race or, or I guess even a car trip and you see this big hill up in front of you, this daunting hill and, and you climb this hill and you, you see that peak and you're like, when I get to that peak, ah, I'm going to feel accomplished and relaxed and great and I could, I could have a meal and have a snack and that's the peak. But then you get to the top of that peak, and as soon as you get to the top of that peak, you realize that another peak is behind it that is taller, and that was just shielded out of view by this earlier peak. And my point of this podcast is to emphasize that for a lot of us, there is a false peak that we're dealing with right now, or we dealt with last month, or we're dealing with next month. This false peak is this... This notion in our mind that once we get vaccinated, once corona is on its wane, that boom, snap, everything's back to quote-unquote normal, life is good, we made it through the... And the problem is, and I'm finding this in my life, but I know that it's not just me because I've been having a lot of contact with other people, and that is the chaos and disruption of corona, of this pandemic will reverberate, will repercuss for, in some ways, a number of years. So we have to kind of curb our expectations and, and realize that transitional change and some level of chaos is, is still part, is still very much a part. I mean, 
we could say that's always a part, and maybe that's part of the expectation game we should long view look at. But even in the short view, the next few months, the rest of 2021 into next year, there's still challenges. For me, there's been challenges, disruptions in my my housing situation, which is really troublesome. There's been disruptions in my return to work, which did not fall into place as, as I thought maybe it could. So without further ado, this prologue is over. <laughs> Back to the music. Back to the introductory horn section. <laughs> Anyway, that was an extended intro. Did I already say this? I'm Doug Krish. This is the Weather of the Mind podcast. Great to be with you. This is episode 102, and if you didn't check it out, 101 was a very important episode. Uh, Every half a year or year, I like to do a reintroduction episode, uh, a reintroduction and kind of an update of where we're going, kind of checking in and just... Where is this ship headed? And that one-on-one episode, really pleased with it. It's it's very clear. It kind of uh, gets you fired up a little bit. So I ask you a favor. If you got a few friends or associates who might dig this sort of project, this Weather of the Mind pod, this Weather of the Mind school, this this thing we're building here that with the goal of tagline build your emotional health game plan we all need an emotional health game plan we're going to try to help you figure it out in this weather of the mind school so if you got people in your life if you got you know friends or associates like i said uh, who might appreciate what we're doing here if you can let them know or send them a link about that 101 episode that really was meant to be an introduction for some new folks to, to kind of get involved Okay, I think our logistics are good. Reminders, um, I just want to remind you in the beginning and the end of just the basic reminders. Uh, We're talking about emotional health here, but we always try to link it back to physical health because they're one in the same. We're our minds, we're our emotions, we're our, our bodies, we're our skin. It's good to remind people of this. So hydration. Hydration is probably the easiest thing most people can do to be healthier. So thinking about hydration, thinking about getting the pulse up and the blood flowing every day, at least for a little while. I keep on encouraging people, find a bicycle and go for bike rides. Bike rides, oh, you can go nice and easy and it's just good for the spirit. When I'm on my bike, it's almost like I'm I'm out like a bird, just going for a little fly around town and then into the woods a little bit or through the bike trails. And if you can get a bike, that's great. If you can go for a walk, just, uh, yeah. So hydration, exercise, sleep. We still need to talk a lot more about sleep on this podcast. Sleep is so important. I wrote down patience in my notes, just having patience with ourselves. That's not, I'm getting ahead. Let's, let's stick to the physical right now. So. So your sleep, your exercise, your hydration, and um, try to learn how to cook some good food, right? 
I've been really into making coles. Like now that it's turning summertime, it's time for some have some cold salads in the fridge. So pasta salad and coleslaw, and coleslaw has been real, real eye opening the last few weeks. How what a joy and what an amazing, amazing creation a good batch of coleslaw can be. I digress. This is like a whole episode of just digressions. So this episode is called Multi-Layer Reverberations. I've been playing a lot with thinking about repercussions, multi-layer repercussions, ripples. All these R words, R, 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 resonate, reverberate. And we're thinking about Corona. You know, we're thinking about the pandemic and how that reverberates because I think I had a little false peak experience in the last few weeks. So when I say a false peak experience, you know what I mean by that? That's like when you're biking or hiking or running and you see the, the top of the peak up ahead and you say, oh, oh man, I'm getting to the top of that hill. I'm going to have a nice downhill. It's going to feel good getting to the top of that hill. Do, do, do. Pedal, pedal, run, run, hike, hike. Get to the top of that hill and you realize, Oh, shoot, that was a false peak. There's a much bigger peak hiding, you know, out of view behind that earlier peak. So this notion of a false peak is very important. False peak relates to expectations because if we expect something to be the the peak, then we are, you know, using our last bit of mental and physical energy that we have in that moment to kind of get over that peak and we expect to have a letdown and a relaxation period. But false peak is a reality it's a physical reality but it's also very much a good metaphor for expectations oh we expect this stress to let up and then we get through that period we thought was going to be tough and oh there's more challenges and i think it's i think the main reminder of today's podcast is that we're still very much in a chaotic and transitional time and it's unclear how long that will last and it's good to remember that uh, it seems like most of history is chaotic and, and full of change. So it's possible that our periods where we experience some stability are more the exception to the rule. I'm talking about societal, but also on the individual level. There's always this constant change and constant chaos. I mean, that's that's really the rule of life. And we have to learn, to, you know, like a ship in the sea. There's going to be constant waves. There's constant, constant things pushing us to and fro. But can we keep stable? Can we keep on point? Whoa, way too many metaphors today. <laughs> okay, um, amusing, amusing myself. So Corona transitions and repercussions. Some personal things, how I've experienced this past month. I mean, I thought I got my vaccine in April. I'm fully vaccinated by the end of April. This month of May is going to be getting back to the bar, getting back to normal life, just getting back to normal. So that was my peak. Once I get this vaccine, that's that last peak I'm going to have to deal with, I think. I'll be able to start socializing back to normal. Well, not so simple. Everything has changed. <laughs> Everything has changed. The bar, things are different. It was naive of me to think that I would be able to just slide back in and get my shifts back. I mean, the bar has been going for for a number of, number of months without me. And a lot has changed there. And it just, I would say there's a lot of red flags in the situation over there. And just not a great match for me, perhaps, anymore. And maybe I've changed a lot, too. I'm still trying to 
figure out how much these basically 15 months of not socializing with more than one person at a time, for the most part, a few exceptions, how that has, has that affected me? When I was back in the bar, because I did go back for kind of a a retraining shift, definitely felt like this is a, a very different world. And talk about chaos. It just felt very chaotic. Just all these TV screens and people and inebriated people. I haven't been around... I haven't been around heavy drinking in 15 months, and and that's a tough thing to be around. I like bartending. People are just chilling out, slowly sipping their beers and just talking. So I I couldn't get back my Wednesday shift, and I realized that was my most beloved shift, a weekday neighborhood shift. The Saturday shift, that's like more of a party, high energy, kind of manic-y. That's not, not so much resonant. So I want to play a song because I haven't been playing enough music on this show lately. Thinking a lot about repercussions. Thinking a lot about multi-layers. This song has multi-layers, and they build up. And it it starts in such a wonderfully minor key. This song is by the band Block Party. It came out probably in the late 2-0s. And the song is called Skeleton. I'm just going to play the first minute of it because the instrumental is just so magnificent uh, and just stimulating and this song is is real fascinating song i encourage you to check it out in full but i hope you could appreciate the different layers the scene the vibe like the uh the, the tone set by set by the chords and the key of the song is quite powerful but just the percussions you know, different layers of rhythms. And I think that's what's so fascinating about music is you have all these layers, which, you know, all these layers, if it was anything else, if this is, is usually very chaotic. But when they're layered and they're unified, there's something transcendent and powerful. And I find this first, this first minute of this song almost matches a lot of my emotions in the last month or two. The sort of coming out of this cave of pandemic and then building up and getting fired up okay well let's just let it rip That song, could you sense the layering? Could you feel that? The layers, layers, just... And there's something about building up off the excitement, born out of this minor key. It felt like a resonant song for these times. Nice to have some music in here. Now let's shift and get a little culture and history in here. I want to read just an excerpt paragraph from our author Manfred Kuhn, K-U-E-H-N, 
who wrote Kant, a biography which came out in, I believe, 2001. This is my biography du jour, and so far it's awesome and well-written and insightful. Great insight into a personal life, but also a cultural situation, a cultural time, which has repercussions into our own time. And basically, I wanted to read this excerpt because it seemed relevant, which I'll explain more afterwards. But I would call this excerpt the end of the harness makers, the end of the harness makers. And it's basically about these guilds that existed in Prussia at this time and that there was competition and they would get displaced. So let's read this excerpt and take it from there. It is easy to see how these trades came into conflict. They were competing for essentially the same customers, and both could supply the same goods. The trade of the harness makers was very similar to that of the saddle makers, but the apprenticeship of harness makers lasted two years, and that of the saddle makers three. When, while, saddles, while saddlers could make harnesses, harness makers were neither trained to make saddles, nor were they allowed to do so. In, a, in competing for a limited business, the saddle makers encroached on the market of the harness makers, who fought this encroachment but ultimately lost. In some regions of Germany, the trade of the harness makers had already disappeared by the time Kant was born. So, like, sometimes we get sad when certain businesses go away. And perhaps we should be sad. Maybe those were important to us. But in the 1720s, around the time that Kant was born, we see that they're losing, they're losing some of their guilds because... They're getting more efficient at building. They're having new tools. The same things we see now. Technological improvement is good for society as a whole, but is also very, well, <laughs> let me, it can be good for society as a whole, technological improvement, but you talk about reverberations and repercussions. Technology has been sending out reverberations and repercussions since humans learned how to control fire. So technology is a huge thing to think about. And understanding and seeing these case studies of how technology was disruptive in the 1720s helps give a, a lens for understanding you know, the disruption of, of coronavirus, the disruption of more things happening online, the disruption of more workers having, having some cash finally. They have a little bit of savings because they got treated better by the government during Corona times than they, than they were able to do working the jobs that they had. So now we're seeing, oh, we're seeing a little bit more an empowered um, working class in this country, which is exciting and interesting, I think. Let's let people have a decent living if they're working 40 hours. So multi-layer reverberations, multi-layer reverb, reverb, resonate. Echoes, ripples, ripples, ripples. This pandemic disruption is still very much going on, even if we're getting back to normal. A lot of this next decade will be defined by the repercussions and the reverberations of this corona time, both on a societal level and the level of the individual. That's why it's always a great time for us to 
figure out what we learned from this challenge, figure out how we've grown from this challenge, and figure out how we can continue to grow. And again, not just for ourselves, but for our spouses and our children and our friends and our, and our village and our city and our neighborhood and our, and our rural town, wherever we find ourselves living. Things are changing. We talked in this podcast about corona as forest fire. In forest fire, you have this great disruption. But now you have a lot of a lot of sunlight, a lot of new resources reaching the forest floor. And there's all these new opportunities because there's new resources reaching the forest floor. And you have this period of regrowth and rebirth. But is that disrupted? Is that is that chaotic for the insects that are living there? All this change? Yeah, it's disruptive for those insects. Just like it's disruptive for us. The study of nature, the study of music, the study of history leads us to a, a broader and deeper life, an engaged life, and we're privy to such insight that, that turns into wisdom over time. All right, let's leave you there today. It's been a real pleasure thinking about this podcast, pulling the ideas together, sketching out an outline, and, and recording, and then editing. Get in and out there. Again, if you can share that one-on-one episode with people who might be in your extended circles who would appreciate the building of a, a school devoted to emotional health, that would be very, very helpful and very much appreciated. Good things to come. Stay hydrated. Treat yourself to some homemade coleslaw. Give thanks for good music and that there are beautiful birds flying and beautiful clouds passing by. I wish you well. Much love. Living and learning. Bye-bye.